You're listening to How They Did It and Why, where we learn from the experiences of others. Okay, so today we are going to be talking about credit, okay? I feel like there is a lot of information that we need to know on credit. And to kind of start and really get our bearings with the whole credit thing, I think it's important for us to know what actually makes up our credit. What what do these different um, credit agencies and everything, what do they pull and how does it affect us? So today we have our financial specialist in today. Her name is Kiala Smith and we are going to be really just picking her brain on all things credit. So thanks so much for being back as always. Always really look forward to, to chatting with you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Credit is probably one of the biggest things we want to pay attention to as far as what is the one thing we can focus on in improving our financial situation. Mm -hmm. It's really knowing our credit score and knowing how to improve it. So uh, first, the simple thing is that there's actually only five things that make up our credit score. And if we know what those five things are, we know what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Then we know how to make good decisions in order to build our credit. So the biggest item that affects our credit score is our payment history. So Mm -hmm. basically did we pay our bills on time? Mm -hmm. So are you paying that credit card bill on time that, Cardinal on time, the mortgage, the cell phone bill, all of these things. If you can just get the payment in on time, that is 35% of our score. That's the biggest chunk. Okay? Got it. And item number two. Item number two we want to look for is the amount that we actually owe. So mm-hmm. this is actually like a percentage. You would take up all of the amounts that you owe. Let's say you have two credit cards, one with a thousand dollar balance and another with a thousand dollar balance. So combine you currently owe $2,000 and you compare that to the credit limits on those cards. So you're comparing what you owe Mm -hmm. to your overall credit limit. So the lower that limit is, the better because we want to owe less money. Right. And if we can keep that ratio low, like around 20%, like if you have a credit card that has a max limit of $1,000, we only want to spend, keep a balance at about 20%, so around $200. Oh, okay. that's interesting. We, okay. So, Sorry, I just had a question actually for you there. So we really yeah. don't ever want to be like maxing out our credit card then? Are you saying it's not a good idea to do Right. This? Very interesting. Exactly. Now, that's contrary to that what- is, That's yeah. mental. Oh, that's detrimental. Look at that. So then, you know, because one thing that I had heard and read, and I'm sure some other people have heard this too, is, you know, max out your credit card and then pay it off the next month or whatever. What are your thoughts on that as an expert? I think that if you were to max out your credit card and the credit bureau pulls that information, say, because they pull it about every month and they uh-huh. pull it while your credit card is maxed out, that is really going to lower your credit score really quickly wow. because maxing out your credit card, that, that affects like 30% of your score. That's the second largest section. So you never really want to even get close to maxing out that credit card. Mm, very interesting. And you saying only carrying a balance of about 20%. And see here, I'm thinking that, okay, if it's too low, then, you know, they figure, well, you're not going to, 
you know, use all your credit balance or whatever. Very interesting. Now, the reason I say that is because at one point we had a credit card that had a pretty good limit on it and we never really used it up. And so then what we noticed the credit card company do is they took like reduced our um, uh, limit, our credit limit, which was interesting and a little strange. I'm like, it would have been nice to have that if we, you know, needed to do something bigger, but I don't know. What do you think? So credit card companies from time to time will assess Mm -hmm. um, how you're using your card. And if you're actually not using it, they may even cancel your card and Uh that can lower your credit as well. So they have the liberty to say, oh, well, I want to lower their credit limit or cancel their card due to long periods of inactivity. Um, But it can also work in your advantage as well. They can reassess it and say, hey, um, I think Kiala Smith should have a higher limit. You can absolutely call your credit card company and say, hey, you know, I've been paying on time. I have a good history. I want to actually raise my credit limit. Even Mm -hmm. if you have no intentions of using that additional credit, it it can raise your credit score. Mm, I see. Okay, very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I don't think I noticed a difference in our credit when they did reduce the limit, thankfully, but I just thought that was really interesting because I hadn't um, seen that before. Okay, so I think we were on your second point, right? Um, So what would be the third thing that our credit is actually made up of? So the third biggest thing is going to be the length of our credit history. So if we think about making a big purchase, like big loan, like a mortgage loan, which is usually 30 years, Mm -hmm. um, creditors will like to see how have you performed over time? How does your credit history look? Are you consistently paying your bills, um, you know, over the past 5, 10, 15 years? So the length of that credit history that you have, whether it's with a credit card or um, looking at how you pay your mortgage back. All that history kind of speaks for you as far as how responsible are you mm-hmm. with getting new credit. Wow, very interesting. Okay. So that's the third item. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have any questions on the third item? Um, no, I think that one's pretty straightforward. You know, that definitely, you know, sounds familiar with everything that I've seen, you know, with my own um, personal credit and everything. Um, so what would you say the fourth thing that our credit is made up of? So the fourth thing is going to be our credit mix. That's just 10% of our score, but it's going to keep track of what types of credit you have. Mm -hmm. So um, it's not attractive to lend to someone who just has a bunch of credit cards. Lenders want to see someone who has different ranges, like someone with a credit card, maybe a car loan, maybe a student loan, maybe a mortgage loan, so different types of credits showing that they're kind of responsible like I have a credit card I also have borrowed from you know a mortgage lender and on and on so different types of credit will um, constitute your 10% credit mix Mm, that's interesting now I have a question on that one so let's talk about people who maybe have like you know an American Express blue card because we're talking about credit mix here and like I don't know a like Macy's store card is there a difference in how you know those things are are scrutinized by these different lenders and things like that on on our credit well I would definitely say 
some debt is considered good debt and some debt is considered not so great debt. Right. And even like a charge card, like a, a department card and a credit card, they're kind of on the negative side. And mm-hmm. things that are more on the positive side are usually traditionally student loans and mortgage yeah. debt are considered more responsible debt. Right. So the credit cards are kind of on the other side. It can really get you in trouble if you don't watch it. Right. So here's just, and then you correct me with my my train of thought and logic here um, on a little bit on that topic. I always tell people, you know, when you're asked in the store, hey, save 20% and open a charge card today. I always tell people to say no to that because you're getting um, some hard inquiries. And if you have a bunch of store credit cards, you know, that kind of factors in into you know what you were talking about like the overall like look of your credit and so I feel like if you know let's say you are trying to go for a mortgage or something and you got a bunch of store credit cards like six store credit cards and you know then a couple credit cards on top of that it's like it's just too much it just starts to look irresponsible like you said you know this responsible debt and the irresponsible debt um is that correct am I advising people illy (laughs) I would agree with you. I don't think um, department store credit cards are a good idea. I know mm-hmm. sometimes it feels so enticing, save 10% or 20% here or there, but those are just lures to get you in because um, department store credit cards usually have really, really high interest rates. Mm-hmm. And if you don't pay those off, you're going to be paying a lot of fees. So we kind of want to stay away from those department store credit cards. I agree. Okay, so I'm glad that I was, you know, on the mark there because I just really and again, you know, I feel like anything that you're going to have, you know, as an open line of credit, you want that to be something that is like multi-use you know what I mean like if you got like a Macy's card guess what you could only use that at Macy's you may have $3,000 limit but let's say you need some tires on your car and you don't have the cash oh but I got this $3,000 you know limited make what good is it you know what I'm saying so that's why I really don't ever get that I don't have one to this day I go for more so just the Visa MasterCards American Express and everything um, because again whatever pickle you're in um, you're able to get yourself out. And that's how I use my cards. I only use them for like emergency situations or certain purchases, you know, things that creep up, not just like, hey, I just want to buy something. So I'm gonna just put it on a car, even if I don't have the money to back it up. So um, I think that's important for us to also think about too, like, what is the reason that we have a particular car? Like, what good is it going to do? Um, anywho, um, so let's get back that I believe that was number four that we just shared now. So your last, what is the fifth thing that our credit is made up of? Well, the fifth thing is also worth 10% and it's going to keep track of how many credit inquiries that you have and how many new accounts you're trying to open. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned a hard inquiry when you were to get like a department store credit card. So all of those inquiries or applications for credit, whether it's for a credit card, a student loan, a mortgage, all of these are considered um, inquiries for new lines of credit. Mm -hmm. So it's going to keep track of those amount of inquiries. So if we have more than about three inquiries within a 24 month period, it's going to start to lower our credit score mm. because creditors or lenders start to think, oh, my gosh, what are they doing? They're applying for all these lines of credit <laughs> and they're going to get more debt. So they start to freak out if we are opening up too many lines of credit. So we um, 
similar to what you were saying, we only really want to have what we actually need. Mm-hmm. We don't need all large cards. We may need a credit card or two. Um, and as our needs grow, you can always apply for more. But if you don't need it, we don't need to apply for it. Right. I agree 100%. Now, um, I really love this, this, this topic of credit because there's just so much to say here. But one thing I want to address here is what do you say as a financial professional, as a financial expert, someone who has studied this in school in detail, what do you say to the people who say, I don't think anybody should use credit cards. Don't open a line of credit at all. Cash is just the way to do it. <laughs> what do you say? Should that be our thought process or to what degree? You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely know what you mean. I've even had a parent ask me what my um, thought on credit was before mm. they determined they were going to let their child take my class. Oh, wow. And I was completely open. Yeah. I was completely open and honest. Um, That parent ended up not selecting me for their child, which is completely fine. I think there's so many experts out there that um, all advice is for everyone. Mm -hmm. But my opinion is that it's going to be really hard to get through life without credit. I know that credit kind of gets... Uh, a bad rep because a lot of people abuse and misuse credit cards Mm -hmm. and find themselves in situations where it ruins their credit. That's why I like to teach kids early so that they don't end up in that situation. Because if we think about it, if we never take the time to establish our credit score, so we never took the time to have a credit card, what happens when one day we want to buy a house Mm -hmm. or if we wanted to buy a car that we couldn't pay cash for? Or what if we want to start a business, need it alone? The -hmm. first thing you're going to do is say, what's your credit score? If you never took the time to establish it, starting with a credit card, you don't have a score, which is as bad as having bad credit. And you probably will get denied. Wow, that is so important what you said there. And I agree with you 100%. Um, I actually went through like a credit journey. It's been all kinds of crazy. And for a minute, I subscribed to that whole thought of like, no credit cards. And I hate credit cards. And I'm never getting one again. But really, it, it really isn't beneficial long term and the reason is for everything that you said no one's going to give you you know a mortgage or anything substantial a car loan anything like that um without having some sort of credit history and um i think what the most important thing for us to do is to cultivate the quality of self-control with our spending you know what i mean like okay i have this credit card understanding it is for a b c or d and for everyone you're a B, C, or D might be different, but using it only for that and not just running up and running up and running up, you know, the bill, which unfortunately during these crazy times is hard for a lot of people because sometimes people go through spells where they have to live off their credit cards because maybe there was a job loss, you know, or something like that. Um, But again, it's kind of an up and down right there. But at least if you do have a credit card, that might be able to float you for a while. And then over time, you can gradually, you know, pay it back until you get back up on your feet and everything. But um, now you might chuckle at this um, watching this show, Martin. And I can't remember which character used to say it, but they always be like, my money's funny and my credit won't get it. And so uh, that just kind of like stuck with me just because it's hilarious. But um, 
so what do we do? You know, that, that phrase, you know, my money's funny and my credit won't get it. What do we do if that in that situation where, you know, maybe we don't have a lot of money, you know, so we can't really do like some of the bigger secure cards or whatever, and our credit isn't good. You know, do you have just a couple tips maybe on how to build up and increase that credit score? Yeah. Um, so we, we do want to start off with the credit because think about it. When you first start off, you basically have bad credit mm-hmm. and your options for credit cards. Credit cards are going to have higher interest. Right. But we got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so go for cars that don't have annual fees. So don't go for those uh, rewards cars because we're not quite there for okay. managing our credit if we're just starting out or if we have bad credit. So those rewards cards you want to stay away from. You can always go to um one of my favorite websites is bankrate.com and you can go actually shop for credit cards based on your situation. Mm -hmm. So you can say, Hey, I have bad credit or I'm new to credit. And then they'll show you the best credit cards for your current situation. Um, Another option is to get a secured credit card. So Mm -hmm. basically you provide a bank, a deposit, maybe a $500 deposit, and Mm -hmm. they will in exchange give you a credit card with a $500 limit. Mm -hmm. So it's secured by your deposit and all your purchases and paying back your purchases um, will help build your credit. So that's an alternative if you're in a situation where you can't find a way to uh, get approved for a traditional credit card. So that's another option. Okay, great. Yeah, I think that's that's really, you know, important to note. Um, because I think most like when we're starting out, like you said, it's just tricky. You don't actually know what you're doing. And so you just get hit with all this stuff. But I think starting out with the secured cards is great. Because again, you put in how much the limit is, you know, so $500, and you know, okay, that's just my limit, you don't have to be getting yourself into trouble and everything like that. So I would definitely encourage that for the teenage listeners um, that we have, you know, just start off with, you know, when you're able, I think 18 is the beginning age for credit, then just start with the secure card, because that's going to be the easiest and the, you know, most effective way to, to build your credit. Um, I did want to point out, um, you mentioned 18, but it's actually recent laws have changed where you, you have to be 21 to apply for a credit card all on your own. Okay. Um, So once you're 21, you can apply and but I also talked to some of my younger students where you can actually get a credit card before then. If your parents have good credit, they can ask you or add you as an authorized user of their account. That's a great way to start to establish your kid credit at a young age. And that's exactly what my parents did for me. Oh, and wow. um, so when I was a teen, they add me as an authorized user. I had really good credit. So it is a way to help prepare them for the next journey instead of having them start out with, with, you know, basically starting over, you know, starting from scratch. You can give them um, good credit going into adulthood. Oh, see, I already can see the picture now. I didn't know you then, but I can tell you were probably really responsible at that age because let me tell you what, my mother would have (laughs) never, never... (laughs) 
And I'm sitting here thinking like, mm, would I give my daughter, would I let her, you know, but that's really good though, because if the parents have good credit and, and that was something similar with him, you know, um, where he was able to benefit from that, that you make a very good point. So that's also incentive, you know, for parents to, you know, do a good job with your own credit. So then there you go again, helping your next generation, you know what I mean? Build up their credit. They kind of starting with a big boost already, you know, um, I have to make sure that I'm ready for that because it took me a while to get my stuff together. So I, and now I'm in a really good place. I have almost <laughs> an 800 credit score. That was not easy. Okay. Awesome. So I'm like, mm. <laughs> co-sign for a car. You may be co-signing for yourself. I don't know. I had to think about it. <laughs> oh my yeah. word. That's too much. Um, Okay, guys, so we have really enjoyed um, this episode with Kiala. You know, really, I encourage you to visit her website, which is the Code Switcher, okay? She has lots of classes. Um, she can do anything from the one-on-one sessions to some of her classes that she has for kids and families as well. So I would encourage you. And she also does uh, financial planning um, classes as well to help you learn how to do stocks. Um, on the podcast, we had another episode on, um, how to, you know, basically quickly start investing right from your phone. So I would definitely encourage you guys to check, uh, check that episode out and also uh, visit Kiala's website. Um, I really like Experian, which is one of the three major credit bureaus anyway. Um, and I have a subscription with them and um, I think it's a free subscription. I can't remember, but I, uh, I get credit alerts from them. Anytime my credit score goes up or down, or if there's an inquiry, mm -hmm. um, it keeps track of, you know, I can just log in time and see what my score is or see my payment history. It's all detailed there. It's legitimate. Mm -hmm. It's straight from one of the credit bureaus and it's really easy to, to track. They have really cool charts and graphs. They have really good tools to say, um, walk you through some hypothetical situations saying like, what if I have $10,000 in debt? How will it affect my score if I pay it all off tomorrow or in the next three months or so? So they have some great tools as well to, to play around with to see what can I do realistically to improve my score? So I really like Experian. Okay. Yeah. You know, you make a good point about having, you know, just your eyes on, you know, what your credit is. I use Credit Karma and um, M actually introduced me to that uh, a while ago. And I was surprised because I remember seeing their commercials and they were kind of cheesy. And I was like, I'm not putting my social security number in that thing. You know, <laughs> like I was so like, no, but I'm really glad I did because it I is really legit. Yeah. And I've never had a problem with them. I've never had anyone, you know, do anything weird, you know, via that app or anything. And I've been using that app for years. And I feel like that app has really helped me to build up my credit because of awareness. Sometimes if we're not monitoring our credit monthly, we have absolutely no clue what is going on. So we're just kind of like in the dark doing stuff. Well, I think it was, you know, three months ago when I did an inquiry, you know, I think, but you don't actually know. But when you use one of the apps that Kiala just mentioned, or you, you know, do the, this one that I'm mentioning, um, you you know, you're aware of what you're spending, what your um, score is at that moment. So you may say, oh, you know what, right now my score isn't good. I'm not going to try for a line of credit right now. Or, you know, I, I really, really like it. Um, so I would definitely encourage you guys to just 
download one of the apps. Any one that we mentioned um, should serve you very well. And there's a couple out there. There's more than we even mentioned out there. But I definitely feel secure with Credit Karma. And of course, the Experian app. Experian is an actual credit agency itself. So you're definitely in good hands um, using their own app as well. All right, guys. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I hope that you have found this information to be helpful, maybe give you some tips that you can implement. If you have any other questions, please um, feel free to reach out um, on social media. You can also drop a link on this episode on uh, my YouTube channel. Thank you so much for listening to How They Did It and Why. Have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode.